I got it. It's so simple. I mean, I mean, they're nerds, but they're men too. Sort of. And what is the thing that every man in the world is afraid of? I don't know, Tiny. What? Come on, guys, you know. At one time or another, every man in this tub has been petrified that a chick is going to see him without his clothes on and see how small his dick really is, right? Jesus. Come on, guys, admit it. Welcome back, everybody, to this show we call Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where we prove that the 80s hated the ladies. <laughs> yeah, they did. I'm Ryan. I'm Kaylee. To truly hakalugi, one must not retrieve the phlegm from the throat, but from the soul. <laughs> That's a quote and the quote from yeah. this week's film revenge of the nerds 2 uh nerds in paradise it's a 1987 movie starring carradine and you know all the guys from the first movie for the most part plus um a couple new guys um none of whom i recognized we are here doing our final episode of this season of sequels yeah not to say we'll never do a sequel again so for all of you uh viewers out there look what me what do we call our audience Email us uh, about that. Yeah. What do you want to be called? You can be called whatever you want. I mean, this is 2023, so we would prefer to uh, title you as preferred. Yeah, because if it's left up to me, viewers. That doesn't work. It seems so boring. Maybe viewers. Maybe viewers? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, why this? Why? Why well, this? Let's get into summaries first. And I just realized that I have not pulled that up, but uh shouldn't take long. Let's see. All right, this is a little blurry, so I'm gonna do my best. Oh no, past the volume. They're back. Five gross guys with high geek factor and very low personal hygiene, in other words, nerds. Armed with a with pocket protectors and twelve gross of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> They're off to paradise for some sun, sea, sex, and intellectual stimulation at the United Fraternity Conference. It's meaty stuff. They'll define strategy, argue policy, discuss guidelines, and get laid. Paradise? Yo. A good time and had by all? <laughs> no, because the first thing they hit is the dreaded alphas. Prime cut super jocks and their sworn enemies still smarting from the past nerd induced traumas. And they're gonna expose the nerds and kick their butts out of fraternity. <laughs> out of the fraternity and into the next century. So get the message? You're as wanted as a dose of hepatitis B. Oh, wow. That is on the backs of, back of a VHS box. People print, paid to print that. I feel like. Kerrigan, is that the main guy's name? Yeah. I feel like Carradine. he... Uh, Carradine. I feel like he wrote that. No way. Uh, yeah, it's got his humor all over it. I don't know why you think this is his humor. He did not write this movie. He didn't? No, girl. He didn't inspire... This isn't like the He's true story of this guy. He's an actor. I'm sorry. I've been watching too much Paul T. Goldman. Palty, yeah. It's the way you said it, though. Palty Goldman. Palty Goldman. Oh, you just gave me a Palty Goldman. Oh yes, a Palty <laughs> Goldman. That should be the terminology uh, for what that man has done. 
Uh, turning, oh, what you trying to be, a Palti Goldman? Yeah, turning your life story into something more than it really is. Yeah, blowing maybe? your own life up into larger issues yeah. like, for no good reason. Extending a true story into a crazy narrative? Who knows? Audience, how many of you are Palti Goldmans out there? How many? I wonder. How many of our fans are duplicitous? Mm. Dun, dun, dun. That is a great question. Um, my summary for the film, though, uh, is, okay, so what if the thing that happened in the first Nerds movie happened in the real world? And okay. that's this film. And they say it once, and I'm like, yeah, I agree. Good summary. Great job, guys. Um, everything is so tight and enclosed in stop yeah. it you're making a face i'm making stop faces stop it stop it so For the everything record, gross faces audience it's a closed area cuz it's a college mm-hmm. right and then we get to movie 2 and it's got to be bigger so we make it a city plus a little island um so it's Fort Lauderdale <laughs> a city plus a little island uh, i had to it sounds like new it. york yeah yeah i was thinking of toothbrush island from cool men Kuala Men. Kuala Men. Um, I'm just going to reference all the shows we've been watching. It's, we've it's been too watching easy. good it's TV. Let's talk about this movie we yeah. watched. Why? Why this? Why oh, girl. do we need more? Watching this was an experience for me tonight. Um, <laughs> it is the 17th of January, and um, we're about to kick off on a project, you know, work like a crazy schedule. And I just kind of had a craving for something like this, hmm. and boy, did it pay off. You know, we always talk about, do we still like it? We watched it as kids, or we liked it, you know, years ago, whatever it is. Um, do we still like it? Oh, boy, do I ever. Really? For way different reasons. Okay. And I, I find myself saying this a lot. Um, I find myself discovering problems, which make me not want to show it to our child. Ever. Uh, nope, not not Ever. Ever. I'm going to tell you right now, the scene where, because we both love uh, Big Trouble in Little China, right? We do. The scene Huge where fan. Booger meets his his sensei, effectively, right? Yes. Um, which is, um, what's his character in Big Trouble? Lopan. Lopan. It's that guy. And he's also in everything, everywhere, all, all at once. So this man spans our entire lifetimes of viewing film, right? Yeah. He is in cherished films for both of us. Yes. And for me, this is one of those. Oh, fun. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's right in the middle, right? Or, you know, maybe it's kind of around the other one. But either way, to see him do this, but these these moments that they're having about being gross, uh, uh, you know, ex- they expand nerddom in this film. Nerddom is more than just like computers, math, science, right? Nerdum is beyond that, and I love that idea. Like, I just found myself, aside from the overt sexism in this film, um, if you could just shave, and I think we said this exact same thing when we watched the first movie, mm-hmm. um, if you could shave away kind of the uh, perviness of it, which they do make note that nerds can be pervs. Like, that oh, can be a sex, like, yeah. fetishism is, is nerdy. Yeah. Right? Like, furries are nerdy. And I'm not applying negativity to that whatsoever. Right. But it is nerdy as shit to me to be a furry. Um, I think anyone with obsessive behavior about a culture or uh, 
whatever it may be, a thing that you're really into. I don't want to even say obsessive because that could be that could have the hold a negative connotation, right? See, that's how I perceive fandom, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, focus. So these people are focused and they thrive on it. It is their lifestyle. They, it's part of their culture. My current perception of what a nerd is, is someone who obsesses over a thing. And I think this movie kind of backs up that theory. Um, then maybe, every American is nerd is a nerd. Exactly. And they say this all in the speech. Over money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. They say this in the speech in the first movie, and I think they just kind of like expand upon that. Like the first movie is the opening statement. The second movie is like the thesis. Like, let's put this into practice in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody's a nerd. Cool. Let's go deeper into that and show it. But more. what's funny is they travel their cast, so they could have actually stayed exactly where they were. They could have. They have more years of college. I think the only thing the in paradise element adds is the booty and the T, like the TNA. Like they are constantly looking at women in bikinis. I constantly. Sure, that's a perk, but it's more like, okay, we conquered Adam's college. I think this is a distraction for this film. I wish we were not so hyper focused on sexuality in this movie. And, you know, it's got to be there because. They're empowering themselves. And in this time period, 1987, mm-hmm. um, that was empowering to be like sexually active. Think about Beavis and Butthead even. What yeah, did they want to do? The score, whole right? goal. I mean, they weren't necessarily score. sexist. They just liked women. They weren't, like they said, chicks. And I know you don't like I that. I don't like that but word. I think that's the empowerment element is how they can now have sex with, you know, any women, but very attractive women. In this all one. you're telling me is that women hold the key to all the power in the world. And we it already, is up to women to unlock this power. I mean, you know me. Me, Ben, already had been knowing that. I like it. Um, I, I like that element of your theory. I think this movie is incredibly sexist. And I'm just going to like say it once and then be done with it. Um, my theory, though, here is they conquered Adams College, and if I'm looking at this whole entire thing through my nerd lens, which is writing, then this second movie is thesis and practice. Like, let's get into it and prove Apply that. It, uh, right. yeah, yeah, applicable science. Show me that everyone's a nerd. That that is cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, but th- I mean, what you're saying though is you're taking, like you said, is you're taking the first movie and applying it to a different scenario, an outside world. The real world. But it is literally a filter in which you just like slap over this world instead of the college. Yeah. So. Because nothing about this, quote, real world is real. No, it's all symbolic. Every bit of it. Even the racism in it. Yeah. So this is why it's hard for for us to talk about this movie because there's a heavy sexist element. There's a heavy uh, racist, insensitive uh, part where they're 
kind of exploiting indigenous culture. I think they move on from that. It's just like, fuck, man. You can't do this. Like, it's so difficult to watch a movie from the 80s without something like this. Yeah. So I feel like we've said it. We've made our statement on, you know, all the troublesome stuff in the movie. I want to talk about the actual movie. And I don't want to feel bad about liking some of this stuff because I truly do believe this movie has amazing messages and I hate to say it, for the time. I, It's just, for them to have this stuff present at all mm-hmm. is appreciated. And that's kind of why I'm bringing this to you. Um, watching this movie tonight made me feel like, wow, how much am I inspired by film? How much of my personality is drawn from these experiences as a child? Sure. I mean, Jesus Christ, so you can see it in this movie. Yeah. A lot of it. I mean, the fact that our kid the other day um, has heard you say nerd so many times that but she said it. Like, that, that the alone. The musical parts of it? Yeah. Like, when when I watch that, I think about, like, how it's progressive, it's hip-hop, um, it's inclusive, like, just fun. And I remember, like, being so drawn to that. And that's something that I'm still, like, that's the thing i enjoy the most about music is just silly fun music but also something that's conscious if it can be yes like uh de la soul is a perfect example of that yeah um even paul barman you know uh like these people put humor in progressive art Mm -hmm. that's what this movie is yeah uh it's if you subtract all the shit from the era like if you can just Make people back in time understand more. <laughs> Selectively progressive, definitely. Yeah, um, I want to start just like right at the top. Um, I wrote down, does not trust audience to read scroll. Oh, the Star Wars at the yeah, top? Yeah, they like do the Star Wars thing, but they also do the Dune thing on top of it where they have like a tacky narrator narrating the scroll. I'm like, this is a movie by nerds for nerds. Mm-hmm. They don't trust their audience <laughs> to read the scroll. No. That was Well, I, it's part choice. of the fun, too, to because they have the line and get laid at the end. And I think it helps laid. to have the guy say it. Right, sure. But if he had said it um, with more emphasis, I think I would have liked it more. <laughs> It was not great. Um, And then we get to be reintroduced to the characters in such a fun way. They're packing their bags. And we're like, oh, yes, Um, this is Lamar's character. This is Booger's character. We see them by the contents they carry. It mimics the first film in some ways. um, Because in the first one, they're getting ready to go to college. And this one, they're getting ready to go to the beach. And to this conference. Um, It's a a shitty premise. They're going to... a fraternity conference, which are real, but <laughs> I, this is are they? Yeah, I don't know that. They um, are. But this is extreme and very strange. Um, and we have like a passing of the torch moment. I remember talking about the first movie, and the only person I could latch onto was Gilbert because he's actually a Anthony nice Edwards. guy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. The friend. The guy who plays Gilbert. Yeah. Character Gilbert. I really enjoyed um The Friend. How nice he was in the first movie. And I'm like, oh good, he's in this one. And then his his leg is broken and he is passing the torch to Lewis. Yeah, I kinda remember him not being in it, and that makes sense because he's really only in it 
for that. And then later he comes back to kind of have an Obi-Wan moment. <laughs> He's in a dream. Um, yeah, no, yeah. That, that's a fun way to put that, actually. Yeah. Um, I was upset. I wanted more Gilbert. He's the only redeeming character in this whole entire shit show. Well, Carradine's character is very unlikable in retrospect. I think at the time I had affinity for him, but now looking back on him, he is like just loathsome. Yeah, he packs a picture of his girlfriend. And then at the end of this movie, he's, he's trying with to get laid the whole time he's there. To- yeah, totally different. He even goes up to the counter, sees Sunny, Sandy, sees the female lead. Yeah, I think um, it's Sandy, actually. And uh, is, uh, trips up and says, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, we know for a fact that that is a truth at the beginning of this film. It does not change the fact that he's trying to get with this woman throughout the entire film. It's upsetting. Yes. And, and we're supposed to cheer for that? Oh, Do you know who that actor is? No. That actress? No. She was on uh, Melrose Place? I don't know what that is either. Ooh, boy. Yeah. I didn't watch that, but that was... Okay, so if we ever do a spinoff, um, we can do things that neither of us have seen. Yeah. And um, Everybody things, says Look what everybody viewed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't recognize anybody but the original characters in this movie. That's cool. And Lopin, of course. Yeah, yeah, Which I yes. can't remember. What is his name in this? Um, Snotty. 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 Yeah. Which is nice. Wait, no. He had... A, I thought he had a different name. No, he did. It was like uh, something... Oh, uh, Edgar Allan Wong. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was like Edgar Poe. It wasn't even Alan. It was, it was like just Edgar, Edgar Poe. Poe. Or Alan yeah. Poe Wong? Or no, it was like Edgar, Edgar Poe. Poe Wong. For real? I think that's what it was. I think I wrote it down. Hold on. Don't quote me. I just wrote down snotty because it sounds like naughty. I thought it might have been like a, a fun little play, but now oh, I get dang. that it's just booger, but different. They just call him snotty. All right, well, we're going to have to pull that clip <laughs> to yeah. find that out. We can't say for sure. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Why do they have such intricate backstories for such a weird moment? I don't know, but I love this moment. I love that it's showing that anyone is a master to someone. And yeah. nerds need that message. Dude, he's like walking in and he kind of looks at him. He like, feels like with, a tickle in his and, neck. And, and the master's like just smoking a cigarette. Like, <laughs> Yeah. He just, he's envious of his laziness. Yes. <laughs> he was like, like, oh, game recognizes game. Yes. Hey, I, man. I'm like dying laughing from the jump here. Like this is where this movie starts for me. And I mm-hmm. remember this vividly as a child. This is the thing I remember the most from this movie is their relationship. Really? Oh, 100%. The burping? Kaylee, tell tell me you can't you're watching this and not thinking about how much of my personality is here. Yeah, but I'm disgusted by this, so I just don't want to think about it. My like, partner does not want to recognize how gross I am. You night. are gross, but I don't want to recognize you it. You have within the last week mm-hmm. commented on my burping. Yeah, I have. How you just do it. You're just like 
Well, it, it was mostly thinking. about how I articulate things through burps. Yeah, you talk to me through burps. It's weird. Never in my life. Are we getting some shines here? Uh, maybe. I mean, come on. Um, never in my life have I been with somebody who talks to me through burps. Um, and part of me loves it. But another part of me is like, please don't do this in public. I think ultimately it's like, it let me feel like being gross wasn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, I did get, because I mean, I'm gross. Everyone's gross. Right. But it's about how accepting we are of the grossness within yeah. ourselves. Yeah, so it gives you this extreme and it's like, well, you're not that gross. Yeah. Booker- and even if you were... Look at how cool they're being about being gross. Booger feels no shame about Boys being so gross. Boys are so different. <laughs> That's so weird. I think this is just a boy-girl thing, honestly. I don't, I, I don't want to crack it up to that because I know some funky women. But I'm not trying to be like arguing binaries either, but like, you know, there are some differences. Like, there's just, you're drawn to it or you're not. Yeah, I am not drawn to the grody lifestyle. That is very not me. Um, I don't know why I ever expected booger to make sense to you. Booger does not make sense to me. I don't understand why he can be so gross and still think that he can partner up with people. But he's like my favorite guy. Really? And he's so disgusting at the beginning of this movie. He is awful. They're just chasing women and just being complete fucking weirdos. That's kind of why I I'm don't surprised. condone that behavior whatsoever. I want everybody to understand. If I'm saying I love Booger, this is complicated. It's like somebody that loves Bill Cosby. Ooh. You know, they they probably don't love the real Bill Cosby. Right. They love what they know about Bill Cosby. Right. So from you as a child, you just remember him being really gross. You don't remember the pervy I don't behavior. remember. Well, of course not. I have no idea what the sexual element of this is at all. Other than, no, he, boobs aren't. Dude, I saw so many boobs. That's the other thing. Watching this. I grew up watching so many booby movies. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but because 80s movies are all booby movies, how, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are you when you see this? Like seven at the, well, six at the youngest, which I don't think happened, but probably like seven. Okay, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. I get why you like Booger. I am not ready to admit to myself why you like Booger. Well, I mean, if you put it together, I think that these two movies actually do work really well together. As a kind of a yin and yang, actually, you have this isolated version of it, and this is uh, put them in the world, right? And see how this theory of uh, respecting people (laughs) works Outside of a school. Uh, yeah, um, just giving people space and a voice. I mean, so, okay, I, I, now don't steal this because um, uh, patent pending, copyright and progress, whatever the fuck it, you, know, mm-hmm. you need to hear. Um, that's what you're going to do. You're going to write Harry Potter outside of a school. <laughs> like, just do that. Yeah, that's, that's the final book. Is the Harry- final Harry book. Yeah, because it's like, okay, we've spent a whole lot of time in a asshole school. Asshole lot of time. Asshole lot of time in mm-hmm. a school. How does this work in the real world? We need to know. That happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens? Um, Spoiler for everybody. They drop out of school and they go fight dark wizards by themselves. That's um, That's pretty much... 
the final book. All right, let's get back to Revenge of the Nerds because that sounds yeah. way more interesting. Yeah. I could spend the rest of my life talking about the lowly innkeeper. The woman. Oh, the lady that's not <laughs> from there? <laughs> no, the woman who is working this hotel, I think all by herself, is such a look and a vibe. Yeah. Um, she's welcoming, but also not creating a welcoming environment. She is well, all she's about... Pretending. She's yeah, she's pretending a- to create one. <laughs> She's all about appearances, but she has her edges taped. You can literally see the tape. I'm not even sure why you would do that. I don't know. Is it a joke? I'm not sure. I, I mean, it's definitely a joke in the movie, but yeah, one one could argue that there's no reason to do that in real yeah. life. And then she shows them the Ricky Ricardo suite, and there is like a... A chalk outline of a dead body on the floor, and she just like okay. puts the carpet over it. Like, ah, we're good. I'm trying to understand that now. Why are those? Con- is that connected somehow? Like, no, 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 no. I think it's just to establish her heritage, the characters. Why is it the Ricky Ricardo su- in the? Because this is a movie. Yeah. Why in the world would the Ricky Ricardo suite have? A chalk outline. They just wanted because he just died. No, 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 no. I think they were just trying to say this. Did he die in a hotel in? Did he die in the in real life hotel Coral Essex in Florida? The hotel Coral. Coral Essex. Essex. What a the hot oral sex. Stupid (laughs) name. Oh, it doesn't even make sense. It's and only then, named so they can later change it to hot oral sex and yeah. draw people to a party. Yeah. And Man. then the party kicks off and I'm confused why it's not all men. I'm confused why it's... Why um, can't ladies receive oral sex? Ladies can, but also like ladies don't have to go to hotels that say hot oral sex. That's true. Generally speaking. Kaylee, there's weirdos everywhere. There you know are that, weirdos right? everywhere. I'm using generalizations. I apologize. There are nerds everywhere. There are nerds everywhere. But uh, I expected the hotel to be full of dudes. And then we get the best treat of the entire film. What's that? The dance. Say no to Prop 15. Oh, so you're talking about the musical element of this movie, which is um, just life-changing. It was cool. I love everything Lamar wears in this whole movie. When we got to... Lamar is never shamed. He is always celebrated. He is shamed once and then immediately defended by the nerds. Immediately. the, the, The homie lives... Yeah. In this movie. That's all I can say. And I am so proud that they did this for him because in the first movie, it's way more suspect. It's a little less obvious, too. I think Lamar has developed a lot as a character. He's more open. He's more um, self-aware, but also he seems more comfortable They're with himself. They're all more equal. We have gotten past their differences as nerds yes. and as um, lambdas. Yeah. We're all on equal footing. We have accepted everyone's differences. Right. This is like the damn village people 2.0. 
Kind of. Um, but only Lamar is gay. And now I'm realizing I probably said that on the first fucking episode. You may have. Yeah. Yeah. But no, when they're in the Native American slash Aztec palace, um, and they ask, they force Lamar to take off his outfit so they can burn it, I cried. Because it was so beautiful. Yeah, everybody else has like some trash ass regular, you know, you like know, Hawaiian t shirts or whatever. Thrift store or, uh, you know, convenience store thing. Um, convenience store. Yeah, I get all my clothes at convenience stores. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, Lamar is just decked out. Yeah. But at least he got the headband. At least. And the <laughs> boots. I was worried the about boots, the boots. Yes. And then the last scene, he's wearing the this jacket pink was so- sweater. Like, just. Mm beautiful i don't lamar, know lamar is a beautiful person let's yeah. put it like very fit and just like well put together person like one yeah. of the most attractive characters in this whole film um could wear a paper bag and would still look stunning so we are 30 minutes into this show yeah and uh let's hey season two finale y'all boop, boop. um we haven't talked about the bad guy at all no we don't care He's so basic. We should care. That bitch is basic as hell. And this I'm man, mad. Um, and I can't think of the actor's name, and I'm sorry that we're blanking on these names tonight, but that's, you know, you guys can look that up. You also have Google. Yeah, um, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> we encourage you to nerd it up. Yeah, please. Uh, but that guy mm-hmm. is in so many things, and uh, you were saying you don't recognize him. I don't. Him. So I'm tempted to look it up, but I'm pretty confident he is the man in the Adam Sandler, um, Billy Madison film. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, but I don't know what person you are. You've seen the about. movie, though. I have. Yeah. I think the, the him that character is based on this. It's got to be. Yeah, it because could be it's a exactly the same attitude. Yeah. Like, I am superior to you, we're the guys, we're the white smart guys, we're going to take you out. That's the attitude of this character throughout. There's, it's based on nothing, and yeah. he ultimately loses because it is based on nothing. Yeah, I mean, bigots always lose. Yeah. That's what we have learned. He even lost Ogre, his strongest weapon. Yeah. He, uh, he revealed himself as a nerd. I would like to. By banishing him. I'd like to talk about Ogre. Let's talk about Ogre. that's okay. Um, I we was have not to talk about Ogre. Team Ogre. Who was? I was not. Don't, and don't then feel this al- movie. Don't be lonely about that. When they reject Ogre, <laughs> <laughs> I felt so sad for him. And then the nerds just take him right in. They're like, it's cool, man. It feels classic, doesn't it? It feels it, like it feels great. Deep classic literature here. I felt so happy for yeah, Ogre. Yeah, his character development. I did not expect this. Well, you understood his hesitancy, right? Like, uh, is that a thing? Hesitancy? <laughs> is that like residency? <laughs> it it could be sure. Hesit- but, I understand why he had a he temporary was hesitancy. hesitancy. Yeah, his training. <laughs> He's been brainwashed for years. Yeah. To believe that he, he wanted to reject bad. it, even though his life now depended on the nerds. But Ochre is actually a nice guy and a nerd. That's right. And guess what? Mm-hmm. He depended on himself too. Yes. Because he's also a nerd. Yeah. yeah. He came to terms with his own nerdiness. What is he a nerd for? I, beating up people? I don't know. But nerds are good at teamwork. 
Yeah. Much better at teamwork. And that's all he was saying was, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I thought we were here to fuck around with nerds and blow up their, you know, and, and own this. Like, I want to be able to express what I do right. fully and right. own it. That's why they kicked him off the boat. Yeah. Because they wanted to cover it up. And he said, no, this is what we're here for. We should celebrate this. He couldn't understand why they wouldn't be proud of their work. That's right. They're so full of pride That's about right. everything else. Yeah. It went against his training. This man literally like short circuited mm-hmm. on the boat. And it's when we all realized. When he's finally accepted by the nerds, when they bring him into the fold to get off the island, I love that he keeps trying to interject with what little <laughs> knowledge he has. When they say, ah, oh, yes, and two plus two equals, he's like, four! Man has the answer. He's giving all he has. I fell in love. I am like on the verge of tears. I love Ogre yeah. so much. Yeah. He is doing everything he can do. You can't watch just the first movie. He's, he's made a total you turnaround for me. have to watch this movie. Um, right? Because I never... You're doing Ogre a disservice yeah. by leaving him there. I never would have expected them to do anything with and this character. And here we are. And this crooked-eyed dude is just so full of heart. And and you believe in him now. Yeah. And you understand him now. Yeah. And because he has now been allowed to be himself. Yes. With his little crooked teeth. I love it. I love it. This and is what all these bullies don't understand. Yeah. Just let go. Bullies just don't understand. <laughs> Make a song about it. Will Smith, the <laughs> ultimate bully, made a song about it. <laughs> Practically. Yeah. Yeah. Parents. Parents. Slappins. <laughs> That's not bullies. a thing. Slappins? Yeah. Um, when he becomes a tri-lambda at the end of the film, and he's mm. in like the sweater and everything, you said you wanted a sweater. Is a tri sweater, yeah. you want the acceptance that Ogre has now I, received? I think it represents, like it's so powerful now that Ogre's in the fold. Yes. It, it, they've completed the cycle of like acceptance. Um, if you're a dick and you want to break up some, somebody's lifestyle, like you want to stop yeah. them from like, stay, you know, doing their thing. Yeah. You're not a nerd, but that's also not cool. Yeah. Guess what's being... Nerds are cool. Nerds are cool. Right. Yeah, that's what we learned from both movies. We get that from the goddamn top. No, no, no. I think the first movie is questionable. I think you could leave the first movie and still think nerd. You could still be a true bigot. We mostly get that they're predatory. Yeah. if you come out of this movie and you're still making fun of people, Mm -hmm. you have no heart. No heart. No heart. No heart. You I didn't like learn that. a damn thing. Yeah. You you took it for just a film instead of some deep fable, which is exactly what it is. It is a tale as old as time. I think it's very postmodern. Maybe not fable, but allegory, right? No, I, I think it is the pinnacle of the postmodern era, right? We have a transition from uh, man versus man, right? Like strength, the stronger man will survive. Uh, now we have entered man versus himself, right? The nerds mm-hmm. are in conflict with mm-hmm. themselves. How do I find pride in myself when everyone is telling me I'm a nerd? And then there's that internal conflict. And now this movie kind of takes it back to man versus man because at the end of it, we have this giant punch. And I think we get the start of this. I- I'm in full support, but I think we get the start of this when, what is uh, his name? Lewis? 
when Lewis the lead guy yes yeah when Lewis says to one of the people in his jail cell you just said uh, he calls him a butt face <laughs> and then one of the other nerds is like you just said butt face to the missing link mm-hmm. like yeah it's empowering. He has finally we ha- empowered himself. He has surpassed the shame, man versus himself. Well, let's let's put this to uh, for anybody that hasn't watched or isn't going to watch. We had this classic like jail cell scene yeah. where you you expect these guys to totally get harassed and like intimidated, right? Yes. They're playing chess now. Granted, the other guys are playing some games too. This is not a holding cell that exists in reality, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they get confronted by a bigger guy and they stand up to him. Mm-hmm. It's not the traditional scene at all. No. It and- tells you to like own your reality and, and really like respect yourself. And I, in a way, the first one did not. Yes. Scenes like this yeah. solidify a very positive message. They really do. It shows that this guy was all bark. Well, even if he had fought back, it's like, he was going to fight you anyway, right? Yeah. Don't let him pick on you. Yeah. And also, what if this person comes to a place of empathy and realizes, oh my God, this guy, Lewis, he's had a really terrible day. He's snapping at me like that. Well, because the way he expressed himself was like, you're going to make me angry. Like, don't make me fucking angry. Yeah. And that's a decent request. Absolutely. Um, I like the story here a lot more than the first one i have more that i can like pick apart and get into i have more that i can relate to um in in this story like finding that inner acceptance um or that inner peace like just not allowing other people to steal your spotlight or or to um uh to bully you Right, not that I've really experienced bullying in this capacity. This is insanity, but just finding acceptance of yourself within yourself. Now I'm too meta. I'm gonna hop <laughs> off my soapbox. I liked. This we are movie making more. a lot out of this movie, and I, yeah. I, I think it just made us feel better. Uh, it's been kind of weird lately, and I don't think you were expecting this at all. No, I. Said at the top of this, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And I oh, did not. I mean, in, in full disclosure, this wasn't uh, a night that worked out well for us to do this. So, you know, we kind of entered it with the best attitude we could, but not yeah. the best attitude that we would normally have. Yeah, no, I came around and I actually found something to enjoy. Um, and I think. Over, We were just talking in our personal life off the mic about what is this podcast and, and where is it going and what are we learning from it and what kind of social experiment are we conducting here? Yeah. And I think more than anything else, I'm learning that I can find something positive in whatever you show me. You showed me one love and I found something that I liked in it. And that's really awesome. You just have to want to try. I care a lot about you and I want to try to find something nice to say about Booger, who you clearly (laughs) have some affinity for. But that's the beauty of all of this, right? Yeah. Is you don't, the agreement is also you don't have to do that. Yeah. You're not forcing. You feel compelled to. Yeah. 
the whole situation is a relationship. It is what our relationship is, what all relationships are, which is sharing something with hope, but reservation. Yeah. Right? That is what it is to be a nerd, is it not? Sharing something with somebody else with some reservation, but being brave enough to share it and hoping that person nerds the same way you nerd. So it's bravery. So yeah. even relationships are bravery. This ep- These episodes are bravery. Us saying, this is a part of my heart. This is a piece of me. Mm-hmm. And please... Don't hate me for it. <laughs> now we're just like <laughs> blowing smoke. Um, no, it's that's the whole premise. I mean, <laughs> it it's, really it's it, ultimately there are a billion podcasts about movies, and I could like express some distaste and discomfort about what's been going on, but we're still posers in some ways in somebody's eyes, right? So it's the only thing we truly bring to anybody listening to this is our personal experience, how this dynamic is affected by this, mm-hmm. and, you know, growth with each other through yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Right? I think it is symbolic and and ironically very reflective of things we go through, you know, in the moments that we're watching these things. Yeah. So, you know, if it's good for anything, it's that. Yeah, and now that we're coming to the end of season two, I think that's that's a perfect little summation of what we're doing here. Well, I always said uh, 2022 was the year of friendships, and I think that true love and true, you know, partner life partners are best friends, and mm-hmm. you know, I I hope that we are still exploring this, you know, in the distant future as as long as i can be alive i would love to keep doing this so yeah uh season of sequels and um you know we got to do it again and we hope to do it one more time if not a bunch more times yeah yeah (laughs) do we want to um jump back into this movie ever or do we just want to keep telling each other how much we love each other i i feel like we have gone over the movie expressed as much as we could about how we feel about the plot. I mean, I have a note about how the uh, hotel logo looked like a Wes Anderson thing. It really did. That was That's a cool. good point. I think visually this movie was spot on too. I don't, I don't think the first oh, really? one. Really? They, they got a whole lot. What? They got a whole lot of titties. So visually it was a lot. It, it was a All whole right. lot. You called me out on that. To one. handle. Uh, of course. I, you know, honestly though, this is not my look. This the gaze not- expressed in this film is not my gaze. I thought you meant the gaze as in the gay a the the, the gay, gay wise. The gay a wise. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant the gaze as in um, the homosexuals. <laughs> uh, homosexuals. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no. I mean, so the whole movie is is better. I think they have a bigger budget for this. I think the first movie does pretty well, so they get some money, and they spend it well, they for the do. most part. They really do. That um, Native American Aztec set piece was oh, so Oh, don't great. remind me, Kaylee. So now great. you're making me feel bad I'm again. sorry. I have to bring <laughs> it back down to earth. Oh, we didn't talk about how um, Booger's name is Frederick Aloysius 
Bukowski. Like, this seems like a Shaggy thing. Like Shaggy's name is like Norville something. Oh, that's right. Because in yeah. the new thing, it's hey guys, let us know what you think of the new uh, Vilma thing. Because we have opinions. Yeah. Um, and let us know if you want to hear those opinions. I mean, Shaggy's real name has been Norville for like forever. That's just been a thing. But I thought that that was kind of a reference to the fact that like Shaggy has a really stupid name in real life. So he goes by Shaggy. Booger has a really stupid name in real life, too. Yeah. I don't know if it's a reference. I, I don't care one way or the other, but that's how I took it. That's how you took it. And that's it. Well, everybody, season two, season sequels. This is a good ending. I would like to know what kind of highlights we got going on here. Okay. So there's this moment where the glasses kid, Poindexter. Oh, yeah. I love him. He's one of my favorites. I can 100% relate. I wear contacts all the time. Um, and we have this moment to just solidify that he can't see anything where he is talking to a poster of a girl. This is early on in the movie, too. He, he, he kind of carries the laughs yes. for the first 10 minutes or so. Yeah, he is like really hitting it off with this poster of a woman. And then like Pretty Booger... Good looking, po- I mean, it's convincing. Very convincing poster. And then Booger uh, comes up and he's like, hey man, you're going to ask her out? It's not just him. It's um, Lamar too. Yes. Okay. Um, and then Poindexter is like, I'm going to go get her some drinks, BRB, <laughs> just make sure she doesn't leave. They're like supportive of he's talking to a <laughs> yeah. cardboard cutter. Yeah. Um, and man... Full on just walks through a pool in his suit. And why does he do this? We find out there's a bar in inside the pool. the pool. Yes. Yeah, and he gets that drink. I goes directly to it. I want to know how the scene ended, so that kind of sucks, but I just love the comedy of this. Yeah. And I I love the character. He's so adorable. Yeah. His hair is fucking insane it's throughout amazing. this movie. Amazing. It's just this deep ass like divot in his head that curls yeah. out with you know hairspray. Um, so yeah. when I was a little kid, I had very curly hair. Um, and there is a picture of me somewhere with like a comb over, and then it's like super bushy, like <laughs> how this guy has his hair. Did you notice they referred to redheaded redheaded people in this movie, and they did not call them gingers? They did not. This movie is doing things. People, if you are still um, referring to people with red hair as gingers in a derogatory way, um, meaning you follow that statement with anything super gross, (laughs) um, check yourself. You appear to not like it at all. I really don't, but it's mostly because it was always followed by like, oh, gingers are really freaky, or oh, gingers have a really high sex drive, or oh, gingers are really weird, or you're really pretty for a ginger. Hmm. It's always been like a negative, you know? And even when it is a positive, you're really pretty for a ginger. It's a fetish. It's still seen as like this weird thing and i get it it's weird whatever less than one percent of the population but meanwhile most of my family exactly <laughs> and somehow love, also it's so funny girlfriend. kaylee throws that stat out all the time and it's like girl it's totally it's totally yeah. <laughs> like i don't know not redheads it's just they're everywhere yeah uh so i'm 
clearly never had biases. Yeah, man. Um, highly recommend. Uh, what do I recommend for that? I don't know. Skip over that. <laughs> I don't need to talk about this anymore. Low lights. Okay. So, um, <laughs> a booger. <laughs> Um, just Boogity hear me boo. out. Just hear me out. I don't like the booger B plot. I love that Lopan is in this film because mm-hmm. I love Lopan so much. Um, and it hurts me that we can't do Big Trouble Little China for this podcast because we have both viewed it. I didn't think Booger needed any more self confidence. He already seems very self confident and chill with Agreed. his. Um, grossness. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of not great. But then my other low light was just these guys, because of this prank that the alpha betas pull, um, they're going to have a a felony on their permanent record for the rest of their lives. And that's not great. I don't know that movies really consider this kind of stuff. They're just like, oh, cool, we're going to put them in jail for a scene. Jail is kind of like a um, triggering thing for a lot of people. And I hope um, that future movies kind of consider that it's it's not a joke, right? It's not a turning point for characters, and it shouldn't be used as like the rock bottom crutch. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I wasn't really offended by this not that i have to be okay um you know just how like everything works you can be offended by something about uh you know another race and not be that race i thought this was a cool move i thought it was like so surreal that it, it was it expressed something that i enjoyed it's a it's a cliche it is right. it, but they but they put that cliche on the ear like it wasn't the norm they spun it and I liked it. Okay. We watched Beverly Hills Cop. We did. Right? He's yeah. in a jail cell there. I didn't hate that either. I wasn't bothered by that. But it always seems to be where the character hits rock bottom and then changes. No, nah, I mean, in that in Beverly Hills, that's the one of the first scenes. Yeah. In this, it's like a manipulation, like they were, uh, you know, But set it's up. where Lewis becomes brave. He goes from wimp to warrior. I mean, <laughs> to quote yeah. the great Paul T. Goldman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I could go on and on and on about what I don't like about this movie, but instead, I'm just going to ask you what is your highlight? Oh, girl. Yo, everybody, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But this is one of the greatest music videos of all time. One of the greatest music videos. Drug. That was Status Quo <laughs> by High School Musical. By, by wait what i don't know who writes it but by high school mu- but it's from high school, high school musical. musical um from okay so i am not going to make you watch the film i'll make you watch one of those movies but it won't be the first one this movie was very important to me as a kid and i 
thought of this song when you told me that we were going to watch Revenge of the Nerds 2. It's basically that condensed into a song. Kind of, yeah. I mean, this is contextually um, more progressive, obviously. They don't refer to them as nerds. They do not. But all these little douchebags are nerds. They're not saying the word, but it's definitely implied. Like, there's the nerd group, and then there's the stoner group, and that's definitely not implied here. And then everybody has a group that they're in. And they're like, no, I like things outside of that group. Oh, no, that's crazy. And that's the song. It's fun because... For me, watching this, it was exactly like the South Park parody of it. So much so. Yeah. yeah. Even the awkwardness, like, it is really awkward. It's so cringy just yeah. to um, watch it now. The choreo, like, the, these kids are not in sync or anything. It's, no, it's and so And I bad. mean that is they're not the band in sync at they all. They are not. Yeah. No. I remember watching this and just being blown away and being like, I've got to do theater. Like, oh my God, this is my calling. I'm going to go uh, live in New York and I'm going to go perform in musicals and uh, I need to take dance right Let now. Let it go when you grow. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. I need bad harmonies and like simple melodies and tacky dance moves. I'm going to pack up my backpack and get on a plane. Yeah, like me and so many other kids from Gonna this. Fuck a French guy named Dwayne. Don't do it. Oh, but that's the problem. That right there, you're doing it. You're doing the thing that musicals do. It is infectious. It's like I have to make stupid songs that rhyme really easily. Howard Stern is the best at improvising a musical. I would agree. I would agree. Um, but I think South Park does a really good job of showing this for what it really is. This, Yeah, High School Musical. I, yeah. I could not believe, because I had not really watched any of it legit, you know, uh, but I'd seen South Park parody it. Um, and I just kind of trusted them to have gotten it right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. No, when they do Jonas Brothers, they get it like 100%. Baby. Baby. Yeah, this movie meant a lot to me. This uh, movie's video? This movie. So, I would feel terrible making you watch this movie. It's literally Grease. So, I just showed you this one music video. Uh, All right. So, let me tell you a story. Yeah, go ahead. Shout out to Gene. Um, when you say <laughs> this movie is Grease. Yeah. We had a friend. Okay. And uh, he was a little big. I wouldn't say that like I would have clocked him for like F-A-T. Brian, but what are you saying? In the day, uh -huh. they referred to him as Grease because he was... Greasy. Yeah. And I didn't... Again, he's just kind of like a big guy. Like, not like unhealthy big. Just like big. Okay. <laughs> but Gene, like, loved calling him Grease and would like sing to him, basically. <laughs> and Aww. say like, Grease, triple Grease. <laughs> Shit like that. Aww. So I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody, but I mean, truly was like just kind of what they called big boned, which is just like a guy. Like he's, not, like he's just, or, he's like fucking six foot four or five or something, and he's okay. got more weight than Gene had. So he's bigger than Gene. So 
Um, but they called him Greece, and it, uh, I just think it's so funny to hear the term Greece, and you say it's like Greece. It's like Greece. Um, <laughs> That's this what so pops funny. up in my head. When does a nickname become endearing? Because I had this kid, and I was it felt endearing. Triple Greece. <laughs> I was not a bully. Let me establish that I was not a bully. But there was this kid that I called Peaches. Um, and it was just because he was baby faced and he tried to hit on me once. And I was like, no, sir. Um, so I called him Peaches. And there was a moment where it just transitioned over into, yeah, my friend Peaches the other day. Like, it, it turns into this endearing thing, right? Haley, and I would sing songs to Peaches. These are the true high school musicals. These are. I had this friend and... We would sing each other. We were theater nerds. We could start a whole new podcast. We really could. We were theater nerds, and we would sing each other's names when we saw each other Mm -hmm. in the hallway. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter how far away. We would like disrupt the whole scene, and I'd be like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I can't say his name on the podcast. Well, you could. Um, I I won't. But And then he would sing it back to me, and it was really nice. We had a friend... um and I, I'm pretty sure I've told you this story, maybe even on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think his name was Tom. And I don't know that I, I said that before. Not Tom um, of the podcast, Tom? No, clearly not. <laughs> um, and I remember he had a strong mullet, curly mullet. Um, and he was really into video games. But he, he was the kid that called me Ryopan. Oh. Ryopan was a um, <laughs> antacid, ant, like, you know, like Tums or something. Yeah. Uh, back in the day. And he would just say, Ryopan. <laughs> Ryopan. And, this, the name of the product was Ryopan oh. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, those are high school musicals right there. Yeah. That is the true yeah. high school. The music of our high school is gen- is genuinely the way we appreciate each other and our friends in those times. Because I think those are really shitty times. They are hard. Yeah. I think the reason why you are still friends with so many people you went to high school, your really tight group of friends... Um, is because you guys clearly went through some kind of shit together. But I think inconsistently. Like, you know, a lot of these guys that I'm close with still, um, we did not have, like, the consistent period of high school together. Like, even Tom. Uh, he was in Hawaii for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, he came back into town eventually. But, um, yeah, it's just, we were all really close at some point between the ages of 16 and 22. Yes. Yeah. My oldest and boldest, my loveliest best friend, we went through stuff together in high school. But we were also passively around each other, even if we weren't hanging out like Stromies. All of us knew each other and and were around each other for that period of time. So I think that's part of it, is like you have depth of experience, but also like you're keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know how Kardashians are aliens, right? Is that's what I'm talking about when we keep up with they those? They are indeed. Yes. Oh, that that's what people are talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely aliens. Cause no. you got to maintain the uh, perspective on those aliens that are out there. Uh, you got to keep an eye. Keep up with them. Yes. Yeah. Just check it. Every now and then. You should check in every <laughs> you now and then. Should. <laughs> you should check in with your theater friends mm-hmm. um, from your high school theater group. Check in on them. Um, just make sure <laughs> oh, that boy, they that are okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah. If they 
If they have texted you that I'm watching High School Musical, check in. <laughs> check with in with your friend. Highlights <laughs> from this, any? I think the moment you talked about with like the Shaggy Kid, that was fun. Some of the stuff they say is fun. Where he was like, I have a cello. They're pretending like, he's like, is it a saw? Oh, yeah, yeah. And all yeah. that shit. Like, okay. That's the only thing that's like close to a joke here. <laughs> See, that was my favorite part as yeah. a kid. Right. I love that it. Makes sense. Okay. Um, low light, just one. Just Oof. only one. I have to pick a thing? Just a thing. Oh. I mean, I already talked about the choreo, so I, I should be. I, I don't know, man. Um, I checked out. I checked out so hard on this. Damn. It, it's really bad. Like, Cold. I, it's too easy to do that with. But. The girl that's coming down the stairs. Sharpay. Yeah. And they they end the song there. I felt like that was a bit tired. I don't know. She she felt like too much. Like we had already established the point of the song. Yeah. She's meant to be too much. Okay. Well, She's Sharpay. I'm right on time. Mm-hmm. That's Ashley Tisdale. I don't know if you know who that is. I do know that name. Okay, cool. And I believe I have seen her before. There you go. That's who that is. Cool. Um, also, Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I recognize Little her. Little baby. Little baby. Little baby try to play me for a real one. No, shout out to Fonz. Mm-hmm. Hey. If I had to pick just one favorite thing, it's the feeling that it gives me, which is a little bit of revulsion, <laughs> <laughs> just a teeny bit, but also that feeling that's like, oh, wow, yeah, there was this moment in my life where I was so convinced I was going to go to New York. <laughs> you have just described Malort. <laughs> I need to send this to all of the homies from the bachelor party because you just succinct, like poetically described what Malort is. So Ryan went on a bachelor trip um, for our friend John, friend of the podcast, yeah. John. Oh, yeah. Very um, strong homie. And he came back with stories and Malort. If <laughs> you don't know them. what this is, go to your local ABC it, or no. liquor store. Stay away from it. No. Or CVS if you live in not Virginia. You have to hate yourself to want to drink that shit. <laughs> yourself just a little bit of yeah. Malort. You haven't even tried it. No, it I wouldn't even ask you awful. to. No, I've, I'm getting chills right now thinking about really? it. It's, yeah, it's just nasty. Mm. Okay. If I had to pick something I didn't like about this, uh, yeah, I like it. I like it still. And I really? don't like Even that with the I bad do. choreography. Even with the terrible choreography, I think my low light is that part of me still likes this. There's still like 10 year old me somewhere inside that is hopeful that I'll do something with my life. That's still like optimistic that I, I can change the world through song or, or dance or writing or whatever it may be or a podcast. So your band name is 10 Year Old Me and yeah. your album name is I'll Do Something With My Life. <laughs> <laughs> we're, um, we're Midwestern emo yeah. and uh, yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> Yeah, I hate that I like it. I do. I I wish That's great though. I, I mean, that's cultured. our show too is mm-hmm. things that we are kind of embarrassed about. Yeah. Even massively embarrassed about. Yeah, when Ashley Tisdale comes down those stairs, I'm like that bitch. 
Yeah, bitch. <laughs> like, I feel it again. I'm like, oh, how dare she attack wow. Vanessa Hudgens? Oh, wow. Yeah. You're really one of those. I really feel it. I get back into like the drama. Damn. Yeah. And I mean, Zach Efron's not even in this scene. F Zach Ron. Yeah. Um, we've talked way too long about this. And like I said, you will watch one of these films at some point soon. It is made me views. Yes. So moving along, uh, let's get back to uh, the movie. Drug. Man, that long pee scene, not only are they saying some of the most funny shit I've ever heard in my fucking life, uh, like it's just great dialogue, but Ogre is peeing the entire time. They comment on it during the conversation and they ask him if he's cool. He checks in. Yeah. Keeps going. This is what? Three and a half to four minutes of pee pee. If not more. Everything you like about this, I hate. Yes, Kaylee. What does he say at the end of this? What does he cap off when he finally stops? When he the juice is loose? What does he say? I am too disgusted <laughs> to even register that words happen. He after gives us that. the iconic nerd. <laughs> Why does he do that? Why would he say nerds? It's all he knows, Ryan. <laughs> this man takes a piss. He <laughs> blames it on nerds. <laughs> like, come on. Ryan has lost his mind. He, but that's the beauty of the character arc, right? He blames everything on nerds. <gasps> oh, it's this, like being in the closet. Oh, yeah, it's about being in the closet. It's yeah, about like... All these homophobes out here want to get busy with other dudes mostly like it's sure i mean there are so many cases of that so i think it's repressed sexuality One or dude suppressed talked nerd about, like we gotta see the nerds dicks to see if they're big oh my god yeah that, they were gonna embarrass them by as if they know how big their dicks are they had this plan that they reveal the uh their junk to people, and that's going to embarrass them, and that you know that's going to be the end of them, right? It seemed like the ultimate version of edging. Like, oh, I bet your dick is so small. Mm -hmm. Oh, show me that dick. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Like that's what it felt like. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was vile. I hated the pee. I was so revolted by the sheer amount of. Piss the pee joke inside of his body. It doesn't make sense why he would ever breathe, <laughs> <laughs> or why it would be the nerd's fault. <laughs> Did I, they tell him to I stay mean, hydrated? I don't want to sound insensitive, but it's almost like he has a very specific form of Tourette's where nerds <laughs> is the only thing he does. Oh, that's awful. Oh, man. No, because it doesn't make sense. He says nerds so much. Nerds couldn't possibly be responsible for all of this. No, but he's so stupid and easily <laughs> swayed that he believes nerds are the source of all of his problems. It's like gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. Like the nerds are his gremlins. He'll blame anything on them. I mean, there's also a really cool saying. I mean, they, they have this speech, the O oh, Lambda Trust. I am what? 
I am the newest. I am the newest member of your clan, and in your hallways, I'll always be proud of what I am. Does hallways mean your butthole? I'm just no, I asking. Mean, it's a fraternity, I'm just so. asking. Uh, well, it could. I mean, is it a joke on that, or is it? Because uh, hallways is weird. Because fraternities. They kind of have hallways, I guess. They have a house. They have a frat house. If it's entendre, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm just confused. It could be. But, I, you know, I see it as genuine. I thought it was a very nice thing. I feel really bad that everything you like about this movie is everything I, I don't like. You keep like. saying that. I didn't and like the, okay. the speech, the um, introduction speech. For Ogre. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like his pissing moment. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, cool. We don't have to like the same things about the movie. We don't? But I wonder if we like the movie. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What is your low light first? I need Girl, to know that, I, and then I, we can talk. I don't really want to say it again. We, we've already talked about the kind of disrespect for indigenous people yeah. and overly sexual scenes where they're just kind of clocking women for no reason. We're just watching them check out girls and chase, I mean, honestly, chase women in yeah early parts of the movie, right? They're like pretty early on. Just any... Did not set a good tone. Yeah. General yeah. disrespect. Yeah. Now I'll talk to you about right. if we like it or not. And the answer, I guess, is eh? I like parts of it a lot. I like Ogre. A lot. I really do. Um, I kind of like Booger. And I like where um, Gilbert's character is kind of going, where he's like stepping back. He's pulling away from this really um, strange group of friends. That's nice. Um, I wish he was in the film more so we have more redeeming characters. But I like that he's getting out of this. Um there were so many things that I liked, but there are an equal number of things that I didn't like. So would I watch this film again? Yeah, probably. Um, I won't watch the first one again, but this one, I might. Yeah. You know, I fear for like uh, some clips of deleted scenes popped up when we were looking for this. I fear for what those would be. I, I will be honest with you. Like, it's hard to know whether or not this movie could get better <laughs> with those scenes. Like, I, I think that they, they cut them for really good reasons. You think because, it can only get worse? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I loved this. And I, I think ultimately it's a companion to the first one. But for me growing up, I, this was the one I watched more than anything. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the scene, the fucking Prop 15 scene and, you know, the all that music and um, the guy that's basically like a uh, fake Beastie Boy and all mm -hmm. that shit. Like, all that stuff. When I watch this, I think of, like, who I am. Yeah. Okay. And that's a weird-ass thing to say when we're talking about this kind of booby movie. <laughs> booby movie? Yeah. That is what it is, yeah. But that doesn't mean it doesn't contain some kind of progressive elements, and it truly does. There's not many movies from this era, and I, th I feel like I'm saying this over and over again, but um, where you get this much respect for diversity. Yeah, everything's present here. 
Um, I mean, obviously, we don't have like the full spectrum of the queer community, but we do have a little bit of representation. We don't really even have Lamar dating. I mean, it's one thing yeah. to know he's gay, but to actually have him have a relationship. I mean, they could have done that. Would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. But now we're, you know, we're asking for too much at a time where this is more than anybody would have expected. And a I guess that's solid, all I'm trying to make. A solid out. gay relationship is never too much to ask for. No, I agree with you, but when we're talking about filmmaking at this time, they would never have done this yeah. in a major sequel like this. Because, like I said, I think they had more money, and um, I think it was well spent for the most part. But they just there's too much residual um, difficulty with like insensitivity to um, women, um, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Because this movie starts to widen the net of what a nerd is. Yeah. Yeah. We are all nerds. Which is what I loved about it and why I would try it again. And I don't know. I don't think I could watch any more of these. But, you know, we have season three coming up. We do. And there are more than two of these. If that's a tease, I don't know. Okay. I can't, I can't confirm that that's a tease. Okay. I'm hoping <laughs> not. I don't, I don't want to watch any more of these. I, I'm good. Um, I found one that I'm mildly okay with. Cool. Uh, uh, but that's not the nature of the podcast. No. I would ask you mm-hmm. a very important question right now, usually. Yeah. What will we next? But we are ending the season. So we we're are... going to leave something to the imagination. Let's just say it's the third season coming up. And we're very excited about it. And yes. we plan to have some friends involved. Um, and I don't... Am I, am I talking about having a threesome right now? Yeah, season It sounded three, like it. Yeah. It sounded like I was just building up to like, we're about to have a threesome on this show. Um, no. 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 That's not what we do here. I don't agree with that in the workplace. <laughs> I would never do that on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say we're looking forward to doing a whole new season. Season three, we're going to kick it off. And I will say that we will have a guest to kick it off. We will. And we are so excited about that. Um, Season three is going to have a lot of threequels, but it's also going to have a lot more uh, cool movies. I can't guarantee more threequels. How many are are those out there? Oh, girl, I can guarantee a movie with the number three in it a three the movie you heard it here three the movie (laughs) yeah we've got stuff in the works and we've got some fun movies coming up we're working some stuff because we got stuff in the works yeah anyways guys (laughs) is that our fan base name anyways guys anyways guys there we go terrible terrible fan name Um, we uh you know where to find us. Where do you find us? You find us on the internet. Why do you find us? Because you like us. Oh, hopefully that's and the case. we like you. Hopefully we, you're not investigating us. <laughs> we like that you're still here. Um, we like that you're new here. We like that you're old here. We like that you're new queer and that you're old queer. We would not eat you here or there. We would not eat you anywhere. We would not fear you like a bear. We would not feed you any. Hair. <laughs> we are so done. All right. It's time so, to say goodbye. 
We really appreciate you guys sticking with us. This has been 60 episodes of this so far, and uh, we've been having fun, so we're going to keep going and keep up with us. We love that you're listening. We hope that we you will reach out to us more uh, on social media, so hit us up on Gmail and on Instagram. That's pretty much the only way you can do that. Um, but yeah, Happy New Year. And see you next season. Yeah. Three zone. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing.